This is a very, very special time. Today, you were actually, that is there a cow tank in the middle of the uh, platform or off to the side of the platform. Actually, that is not a cow tank. I shared this story a year ago. Uh, when we redid the sanctuary, we wanted to do something a little bit more intentional in regards to baptistry and bring it out a little bit to where people can see it. And, and so we began shopping around, and they actually have, there's such a thing called a, a portable baptistry. They run to the tune of about four to $5,000, and I just thought, you know, I think we can do better than that. So we went to runnings, <laughs> and, um, and we... Uh, we talked with them. I went back in the yard there and looked around, and I saw this, and I said, you know what? That'll work really well. Now, you have to understand, I grew up on a cattle ranch, and, and I'm very familiar with, what, with one of these. But this is not a cow tank. This is a baptistry. When I told the person there who was selling it what we're going to be doing, I said, we're going we're gonna to put people in there. And he looked at me with a kind of a blank stare, and he said, what? I said, we're going to baptize people. And he says, you're going to what? I said, we're going to baptize people. He said, you're going to what? I said, we're going to put people in there underwater and lift them up and he just stared at me and I explained to him it was a great opportunity to share and I said it represents death and new life it's a command of Jesus and so uh, this is a baptistry and, and it's 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 clean by the way this has only been used for a baptistry we've cleaned it out and and this morning five persons are going to be in a few moments uh, uh, I'm going to we're going to see five persons baptized in water. But before we do that for a few minutes this morning, I want to share with you from God's Word why water baptism is so important to us. I want to talk about the why of water baptism. Because if, if we just gather together and we see this baptistry, we see this tank full of water and we see this, then, and, and we see what happens, we can kind of just think, well, it's somebody getting wet and then coming out and then changing and getting dry. And, and really, what does it mean? What's the significance? I want to talk this morning for a few minutes about the why of baptism. Again, five persons are going to be baptized in water this morning. By the way, all of them younger people today. One of the reasons why these five people are doing what they're doing is in obedience to Jesus' command. In Matthew chapter 28, it says this, And Jesus came up and he spoke to his disciples, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is at the very end of Jesus' public ministry when he makes this declaration. He is shortly, just shortly after this, he ascends into heaven. This is after his death on the cross, after his resurrection, and just before his ascension. And he's telling his disciples to go to all nations and he wasn't speaking necessarily of political groupings as much as the word that is used there is a Greek word that says ta ethne, which means all ethnic groups, all peoples, every kind of person, every color, every, every language. Go to the entire world, he was telling them. Go into all of the world and make disciples of all of the nations. Baptize them, Jesus said. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They were to do what Jesus had done. 
previous three years to this, Jesus had called these disciples. He had made them disciples. He had taught his disciples. Now he's telling his disciples, go and do the same. You go and make disciples. And in an act of identification, in an act of we're apart, he said they were to baptize those new believers of Christ in water. So, so he was saying that this is an act. So when we baptize someone or when someone allows themselves to be baptized, it is an act of obedience. Jesus said, do it. And five persons today are saying, I want to do that. It is an act of obedience. By the way, for these five people and for all of those who have been baptized, and most of you have, have been baptized in water as followers of Jesus Christ, one of the most important things we can do is obey, to obey him. For some persons, particularly a new believer, the obedience to baptism is one of the first acts of obedience that they do. And it's, it's a huge step. For the five persons that are going to be baptized today, in the years that follow, if Jesus does not yet return, if Jesus gives them life, in the years that come, there will be many times in which they will need to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. And for some of them, this is the first act of obedience. There's another reason why these persons are being baptized or why we baptize, and that is that Jesus himself was baptized. Matthew, again, chapter 3, verse 13, it says this, Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan River, coming to John to be baptized by him. Now, you have to understand that baptism, <clears throat> baptism is, a, is a, 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 an outward declaration of an internal change. It's, it's declaring that Jesus has changed me, that Jesus has cleansed me from sin. Jesus did not need to be baptized because Jesus did not have a history of sin. Jesus had never sinned. He's the only person to ever do that. That's why it was so important that he die on the cross for our sins. He never sinned, but he did so as an example. Sometimes we refer to ourselves a couple of different ways. We say, well, I'm born again, or I'm a Christian. Sometimes we say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Please understand that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you follow what he did. <laughs> And so if Jesus served, we serve. If Je and he did. If Jesus, if Jesus uh, prayed, and he did, then we pray. If Jesus fasted, then we fast. If, if Jesus shared the good news, then we share the good news. If Jesus was baptized, then in an act of obedience and, and, and following his example, we are baptized. That's another reason. There's another why we baptize, and that is that through baptism... We publicly declare our commitment to Jesus Christ. We publicly declare our commitment to him. Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. These persons who are going to be baptized, and in many cases, a person who is being baptized, we give our hearts to Christ in often out-of-the-way places. Do you remember where you were when you gave your heart to Jesus? Maybe it was in somebody's backyard. Maybe it was at an altar. Maybe it was in a Sunday school classroom. Maybe it was beside your bed. Maybe your mom or your dad or a friend or a family member shared Jesus with you and you recognized your need. 
Our oldest son was listening to a recording of a, of a, a, a child's evangelist. And on that recording that was old at that time, he said, would you like to give your heart to Jesus? And my son to the recording said, yes. And he gave his heart to Jesus. It was an out-of-the-way place. Many of you, some of these, it was in an out-of-the-way place. But today, publicly, they declare him. Publicly, they say, something happened at some point in my past where I surrendered my life to Christ. And today, they're declaring their commitment to him publicly. Before each person is baptized this morning, you are going to see on the screen and hear their testimony. Some are a little bit longer, some are very short. We do this because we want you to hear them publicly declare their faith in Jesus Christ. Around the world, by the way, this is a very important verse. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. I want you to understand that around the world, the act of baptism is one of the most significant and also, dare I say, um, perilous acts that someone can do. Not eternally perilous, but physically perilous. Right now, we experience freedoms in our nation and in our culture that when a person declares their faith in Jesus Christ, often nothing happens. But there are many places in the world right now, right now, where when you are baptized, you may make a commitment one-on-one -on -one with the Lord in an obscure place, but when you are baptized, when you publicly make that declaration, it is at that point that a family or a group of people will target them and they will kill them. There are many places in our world today where followers of Jesus Christ are baptized and shortly after that killed because they're identifying, they're declaring him, their commitment to him, they're following him to the world around them. Let us never underestimate the power of baptism. A few moments ago, we sang the song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. And these persons, through their statement that you will hear, and through this baptism, will declare, I have decided to follow Jesus. There's one more thing that I want to share, one more reason that we baptize people, that we observe baptism, and that is it unifies us. It ties us together with other believers. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and 28, it says this, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. I'm very grateful for the cross. I'm also very grateful for baptism because when we identify with him, when we obey in this, then regardless of our backgrounds, and our backgrounds are varied, regardless of our life experiences, and they are many, when we gather together as followers of Jesus Christ, when we are baptized, we are unified with believers all around the world. I don't know that there could be any culture that is more different than mine than, say, some culture in sub-Saharan Africa or in the Middle East or in the Far East. Very, very different from my culture, from my experiences. But when a person 
comes into a relationship with Christ in those other cultures and then is baptized, that, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl, that is my brother, that is my sister in Jesus Christ. Baptism ties us together. We are one. So this morning I want to share with you just again a little bit about the, the why of, of baptism, why we're doing this today. And I'm going to ask Pastor, Pastor Ryan if he will come, and he's going to share uh, something as well, and then we're going to begin these, these times of baptism. Yes, thank you, Pastor. The next, question, <clears throat> the next question is, when should we get baptized? When can we get baptized? And thankfully, in Scripture, we can read the answer to that multiple times. Uh, one of the first ones would be in the book of uh, the Acts, chapter 2. Uh, there's a story. We see a man named Peter, and he's sharing before a large crowd. And in this time, he, he's sharing the truth of who Jesus really is and what Jesus really did, what his death really meant. And it says that this crowd, after hearing this, it says in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It's an amazing story. Uh, after hearing this truth of who Jesus is and what he had done, about 3,000 people were baptized that day. And there's another time in the book of Acts chapter 8, just a little later, there's a, a follower of Jesus, name is, uh, his name is Philip, who while traveling, he meets uh, an important, important official from Ethiopia. And this man just happened to be reading the scripture, but he didn't really understand what he was reading, so he ended up asking Philip to explain it to him. And Philip proceeds to do that. And through that, he shares the gospel with them. He shares the truth of who Jesus is and what Jesus had done. And it's clear that the man believed everything he heard because a little while later as they're traveling down the road, the man says, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? So Philip and the man, they go down to the water and he baptizes them right there. It's two, two amazing stories and, and there's more like it, but it's clear from hearing these stories that the first thing we need to do to be baptized is to believe. In the book of Romans, Chapter 10, verse 9, we read, <clears throat> If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So declaring that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is in charge, he's the one that we follow, and believing in our heart that when he did die and he rose again, that he did indeed pay the price of our sins in full, we will be saved. Saved from the, the penalty of sin because it's already been paid. And knowing that eternity with our creator is what awaits us. So the first thing is to believe. To believe in who Jesus is and what he did for us. But it's also clear from this that there, there wasn't a, a trial period. Uh, a waiting to, to make sure that it stuck. Because as pastors you kind of shared earlier, uh, this is a, a declaration of faith. It's this physical sign of a new beginning. You said uh, of being born again. And since that's true, it makes sense that we would do that at the beginning, when we begin following Jesus, when we accept Jesus and we begin following him. And though that doesn't mean that if you didn't get baptized right after, soon after, that you missed it by any means, but it means that you don't have to be perfect to get baptized. 
It also means you don't have to be a, a certain age. We don't have a, requ- a certain age requirement. You do need, do need to understand what you're doing, because again, the first thing is to believe, uh, but there isn't that certain age requirement. And in fact, today, we have a young girl getting baptized who is six years old. And it's really cool because she's six years old today. Today is her birthday. You know, what a, what a time to celebrate uh, uh, together with that. Now, she's not an adult. And she's not perfect. And she'll, she'll be the first one to tell you, she's not perfect. Um, but her parents may say perfect angel, right? right? Uh, but she'll be the first to say that. She's not an adult. She's not perfect. But, but she loves Jesus. She's asked Jesus to forgive her. And she's, she, said, she said it a number of times, I want to obey God. I want to I follow God for the rest of my life. Uh, and so today, that's just what we're going to do. We're going to baptize, baptize her because, because she does believe. And she's declared that she's going to follow Jesus for the rest of her life. And so if you have a starting point with Jesus, you can get baptized. And so today, we're going to baptize our birthday girl, Miss Ariel Rodriguez Martinez. You can go ahead and see her story up here. I want to get baptized because I love God and I follow his rules. So we'll go in, we'll step in here. You can hang on to my hand here. It's a little step down there. All right, go ahead and sit down. With <laughs> We might not be able to see her here very much, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see her again here soon. So, <laughs> all right, Ariel, uh, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, uh, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So go ahead and put your hand over your nose there. Good. All right. Go ahead and stand up. All right. What a birthday celebration, right? Uh, Pastor Ben is going to come up, and he's going to share with us a little bit more about how we baptize. All right, thank you. Isn't it exciting to see someone go, you know, from death to life, and we get to see just the, the public declaration of that this morning. You know, pastors shared a little bit about why we're baptized, and uh, Pastor Ryan shared about when we get baptized, and, and this morning I want to share how we get baptized. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that maybe you've seen or maybe you've heard of people getting baptized, maybe sprinkling, maybe uh, just pouring water on their head, or even I've heard of taking a dip of just like walking into water and then eventually coming back out. Uh, but, but we practice here, and, and what we believe, you, you just saw it, they went completely under the water. Uh, Ariel was completely wet. It's called full immersion. And, and the reason for that, the reason, the why behind the how, uh, there's several reasons, and the first one is this. Pastor mentioned earlier, we need to follow Jesus' example right? Who, who's a better example to follow than Jesus? Uh, so if we look in, in Mark, we, we see one of the accounts of Jesus' baptism in Mark chapter 1. John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus in the Jordan River. It was an incredible scene. It would have been awesome just to, to, to see it happen because uh, we see God the Father speaks from heaven. He says, this is my son whom I love and, and with whom I'm well pleased. We see the Holy Spirit descending as a dove on it. But in Mark 1.10, says this, as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. It says that Jesus was coming up out of the water, right? So to get 
to come up out of the water, you have to be down under something. So we can tell Jesus was down under the water. He went fully under the water, came back up. So we're following Jesus' example uh, through baptizing through this full immersion. We also find many other cases uh, in the New Testament of people being baptized this way. Uh, John the Baptist was the, the most prolific baptizer that we know. In John 3, uh, 23, it says, Now John was also baptizing at Anon near Salim, because there was plenty of water there. See, John was, was looking for places, not where there was just, you know, like a little drinking fountain. I'm sure they had those back in the day. Um, you know, but he was looking for a place where there was plenty of water, a place where he could baptize people and, and, and get them completely under and take them completely back up. So uh, that's another reason. It not only uh, was it Jesus' example, but we see it in the New Testament. In fact, the word uh, baptize that we see in the Bible in the Greek is baptizo. And that literally means to submerge someone or immerse someone. So that's why we practice that as well. But not only that, it's, it's also symbolic. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this a little bit. Like, why, what does water have to do with it? You know, why do we, why do, we do water? Why don't we uh, just have them come up and, and, you know, share, share their story? And the reason for that is because I think Jesus knew what he was talking about. Uh, I think the baptism might turn into a funeral for some of you if you had to get up here and talk for a few minutes uh, sharing your story, right? Or, or why couldn't we, if it's just this public declaration of faith, why couldn't we you know, wear a cross around our neck or wear a Christian t-shirt? Why did, why did God choose for us to be baptized in water? Well, in Romans 6.4, I want to read this passage for you. It says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism. It's talking about Jesus. We were therefore buried with Jesus through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. See, it symbolizes when we go under the water, uh, the death, the death to ourselves. The death saying, you know what, I'm no longer going to live for just me, but I'm going to live for Christ. And and we relate to to Jesus' death. But then when we come up, it's relating to his resurrection, the new life. The old is gone and the new has come. So that's why we, we fully immerse someone saying, you know what? I'm dying to myself, but I'm living for Christ now. I'm living for him. See, it's this external uh, happening of what's already happened on the inside. Inside, we've already said, you know what? I'm going to die to Christ. That, that moment we said, you know what? God, I want to follow you. I want to live for you. God, would you forgive me? It, it's like we're going under the water and saying, it's not me anyway. I'm putting my old self to death, but now I've got new life in Christ. So it's just an outward uh, showing of what's already happened internally. So that's why we're following Jesus' example. We're following the New Testament example. Uh, we're doing this, this great uh, symbolism that Jesus has set up for us. So that's why we fully immerse people. But there's also another how behind how we baptize. Uh, you notice again, Pastor Ryan said, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's the reason we do that is because Jesus commanded us to do it. Pastor already talked about this verse. I'll read it again. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So he says, when you baptize, when you baptize, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We know that as the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three persons. It's one God because they are so connected. They, they have the same purpose, the same desire. Uh, that's the God that we serve. It's really hard to understand if you sit down and think about the Trinity for a while. How can there be three persons and only one God? But I'm glad we serve a God that we can't fully understand. Because if I could fully understand God and put him into a box, that's not really a God to serve at all. But we, we serve the God who 
he, he's three in one. We serve the God we sang about it earlier, who was, who is, and is to come. He's, he's always been. I mean, it, it's so hard to understand, but, but we serve an incredible God, amen? And, and that's who we baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So this morning, we've got several more baptisms. I'm excited. We've got three, uh, actually four one-cause youth uh, that we get to baptize. I get to the privilege of doing three of those. And the very first one uh, this morning will be Ethan Gennerke. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was six years old at a Christmas Eve service. About two years ago, when, I, when Tim Emlo was here teaching about the Holy Spirit, I went up during the altar call and I felt the Holy Spirit's presence. The Bible says believe and be baptized, and I want to follow Jesus the rest of my life. Come on, that's exciting. Well, Ethan, it's clear that that you want to follow Jesus, that you've made that commitment. And so this morning, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, and I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That was awesome. We've got some world changers up here. I really believe that. Well, next up this morning, we have Mia Doherty. I've been a Christian my whole life. I was raised in a Christian family, but I never truly like realized what it meant to be a true Christian until I was about 11. And then God called me to be a missionary in in camp, church camp, earlier this year. So I'm here to give my whole life to Jesus. Well, that's exciting, knowing that you know, this isn't just some decision your family made for you, but this is a decision that, that you made yourself, that you personally said, you know what, I want to follow Jesus. And it's awesome hearing the call that God's placed on your life. So Mia, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, next up this morning, we have Amy Vilhauer. I grew up in a Christian home. You know, every time the church doors were open, we were always there, whether it was for a Sunday morning meeting or Wednesday night service or just a regular church service, we were always there. And I've attended a Christian school my whole life. I still do. And, you know, every time in class or in chapel or something, they would always push accepting Jesus into your heart. And... As a kid, I would always look around the room and be like, are my friends doing it? And then if they were, I'd raise my hand, and I never really meant it. But if you fast forward a few years to middle school, um, I started going to my church's youth group. That was at my old church. And um, there were two leaders there that were super influential in my life. They really loved me, and they really had a passion for making sure I knew who Jesus was and what he did for me. And so they would always make sure I was there on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings, and they really made sure I knew what they were teaching about and understanding it. And so I went there for about three years, and then one day our church closed, and I kind of just stopped going to church in general. I stopped going to youth group because I didn't have anywhere to go. And I did that for a couple of months until one day at school, a friend invited me to her youth group, and she said that they were having a fun little competition at her youth group that night and that she'd love if I went. And so I was like, sure, why not? So I went to her youth group that night, and that happened to be one cause. 
here. And I absolutely loved it. I walked in the first day, or the first night, and everyone was so welcoming and loving. And they made me feel as if I belonged there just from day one. And I didn't know who they were, they didn't know who I was, but I could just tell there was something different about them. And so I came every single week because I loved it and everyone was just so welcoming. I decided to go to youth group or youth convention with them that year. I didn't know who any of them were still, but um, two weeks later I was in Sioux Falls with them. And I was at youth convention and I, I was really nervous because I didn't know any of them. I didn't know their story, they didn't know mine. But I really bonded with them and not only that, but at the altar at youth convention, I gave my life to Jesus for the first real time. And so that was a really big step for me. It was a turning point. And so now I go to a camp and convention every single year. And I'm really excited for this year because in three weeks we're going again and it'll be my third year. And now I can really call um, AFA and One Cause my home because everyone here is, I just love them all. And um, as many of you know, this past summer I went on my first missions trip with the South Dakota District and I fell in love with it. And um, while I was there, I didn't feel really any nerves. I felt peace about the whole thing. And that's not really common for being on your first missions trip overseas, you know. And I just felt a calling from God that in the future I'm supposed to be in ministry doing something with youth, with teens, with kids. And I'm really excited to see God develop that in my life. And I'm just really thankful for the faithfulness of God that he puts people in our lives to get us back on track when we need it most. And I'm really excited to see where he takes me. Well, Amy, I love how, you know, your story is one of, of not following the crowd. You know, you, you were in church, but you didn't necessarily say, you, you know, I'm just going to do what everybody else is going to do. Until that one day you made that commitment at youth convention saying, you know what, this is the right decision for me. I'm going to follow Jesus. So, Amy, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Isn't this exciting? This is a good day. Well, Pastor Brad, why don't you come on down? And he's got one, one more special person to baptize. You've heard the why. You've heard the what. Or the when, excuse me. A little. And you've heard... sorry. The why, the when, and the how. There's also uh, the privilege of being able to do it as a pastor and also as a father. So, Jaden. And the reason I want to get baptized is I want to be closer to Jesus and be with him forever and know him better. The people that influenced me in my life are my parents because even in the bad times, they always go to Jesus. So, Jaden, upon your profession and faith in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Some of you may be wondering, why, why do we have the family there? Um, um, we, we ask the members of the family if they would like to take part in this. And I think it's very appropriate. We started doing this a couple of years ago where the family are right up there with them. Um, and I think how appropriate that is. Of course, the parents, um, in most cases, the parents were there when that child was born. The parent may have been there when the child was born again. But uh, what a privilege it is for a parent to be present right up, right up front, right there, to be with them when they uh, declare their new life in Christ. And so we began doing that. There are others of you who will be baptized in the months and in the years ahead. There are a couple of people that were going to be baptized um, but had travel obligations that uh, very good reasons to travel could not be here today. But before we close our time this morning, um, I want to do this, and I don't know that I've ever done this before, but perhaps this morning you did not know about this baptism service, were not aware um, that this was going to be happening, but you have declared faith in Christ. You have experienced new life in Him. A few moments ago, uh, we shared how in the, the when, Pastor Ryan shared the when of that, that Philip was traveling along. He saw that Ethiopian court official and he believed in Christ and then the Ethiopian said, here's a body of water. Can we do what we just, you were just telling me about? And so here's a man who came to faith in Christ and really just perhaps a few moments later was baptized in water. Um, so is there someone else here? We don't have a recording of your testimony, but is there someone else here this morning who the water's ready to go? We have an extra towel. I brought one for just this occasion. Is there someone else who would like to declare their faith in Christ publicly You've given your heart to Christ, but you'd like to be baptized this morning. I'll just pause a moment. Is there anyone here? In the, the calendar, if you will, of the church, and we don't, we don't uh, have a certain day where we do this, but in the, in the timeline of of ministry that happens in a church, one of the greatest celebrations is this celebration. And uh, some of you are here perhaps because of friends or family that were going to be baptized and you were invited. And we want to give you opportunity, of course, to greet those. Those who have been baptized, they and their families changing or have changed, and you'll see them. And if you see them between now and the time that you leave today, would you go up to them? Give them a hug or a handshake or a slap on a, a back. It will be, it will be uh, dry by then. And, uh, and just thank them for their act of obedience and celebrate with them. I'd like you to stand, if you would, please. And the house lights are going to come up. And uh, we're going to close our time in prayer. But I thank God for new life. I thank God for new life. Just a few moments ago in our Sunday school class that the one that I was leading in Connecting Point, we were, I was sharing about how I love to see the next generation serving Jesus. Come on, isn't that good? Listen, folks, praise the Lord. Yeah, go ahead. Glory to God.
Listen, there's a lot of churches within just a short distance from here that have no young people that are not only in the church, but that are serving Christ. And so thank God for what he's doing. And there are going to, and I want you to continue. Yes, I, I want you to continue to pray and I want you to continue to serve so that we will see multiple generations to come absolutely transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. That's what we're all about. So, that being said, let's pray and then fellowship together. It's still very early. Fellowship together, love on each other, minister to others, and let's pray. Jesus, we love you. You're the one who's at the center of all of this. For you alone can give new life. Lord Jesus, this was not a washing time. They didn't, they didn't go in dirty sinners and come out clean people. They, 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 it, was, it was symbolic. They've already been cleaned, but we're declaring today what you have done. Thank you, Lord, for the transformation that happened in these lives prior to this day and that will continue after this day. And Lord Jesus, we pray this, that in the weeks and months and years to come, more people will come to you than we've ever seen in our history. In Jesus' name, I pray this, so that many lives and many families and the rest of their lives will be transformed because of what you do within them. Lord, we love you and we thank you for new life in Jesus Christ. We pray these things in your mighty name. If you again believe it, say amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the presence and the power of Jesus Christ.